Yeah, let's get down to business. This is the first part of my interview with John McAfee, where we talk about cutting government back. John's estimation is that we don't need a tenth of the government we currently have. And so we get into that a bit. Uh, This is absolutely fantastic stuff. It's John McAfee. Individuals electing their representatives. What ends up happening in all cases, it's like like any... almost any large organization what ends up happening is people become entrenched you know people protect human nature we protect our own interests right Mm -hmm. so they begin working for themselves and this is just the way all of them are so isn't Mm -hmm. it more an idea of rather than oh we need to root out the cia or root out the fbi or something like this more like no as a people we need to just it's like a tree growing when the tree grows you have to trim back its branches or it gets out of control like, isn't That's that correct. more about what our focus as people, as individuals in a society should be focused on trimming governments, basically keeping them in check? But we should be focused on all sorts of things, like, like not just trimming. Jesus, God, people, we don't need one-tenth of the government we have, and you know it. 100%. You said, what do we need? We need, we need people to break up fights. That's for sure. That's we it. We need people to protect others from an imminent threat. Um, but, but John, what are we supposed to do? Like the governments can't even, even when something becomes outdated and not needed, they can't even shut down things that they've created. Here in Costa Rica, they created a, an internet uh, group, right? This internet group basically went out of business five years ago when they privatized the internet here and you can get it through Movie Star and a couple different you know, companies, but this organization still lives with like, you know, a thousand employees who literally do nothing. There's, they don't have a job, but the government can't shut down this entity that they've created because guess what? They're good jobs for those people. Those people have power, whatever you can put, they can plug a a friend into the head of the organization. What are we to do? If we can't even do the simplest things to trim our government, to keep it in check, what are we supposed to do? supposed to wake up to the truth i think i think i think what we're trying to do in the libertarian party is utter nonsense we will never have a libertarian president people we have a two-party system and a two-party system the last even remotely potential uh breakthrough that was um the ross Perot. yeah and um that was the end of um so we're not going to be president we're not going to get much control within the political system. But my point is, please, people, let's look at the truth. Does it matter what our control within this political system is? Because please see the following truth. Those who hold the information or the military power are always the most powerful people in government. Yep. That's the way soldiers are trained. You obey orders. And if the general says... The president and Congress have suddenly become all Russians and the rest of them. Okay, we're forming it. No, please, you know this. No, they don't do that. They don't do that because why? I mean, everyone's going to be upset. No, things are going fine. The president knows who the boss is, right? That used to be like that. And generals were always the most patriotic and constitutionally devout. That was perfect. But the power of the military seized for the creation of the Central Intelligence Agency. And let me, can I just explain for those of you who haven't bothered just to look behind the curtain how a government really works? 
The CIA, which, by the way, was my first customer at McAfee when I created the, my antivirus and, and, and computer security company. And I know people still, good friends. Do you know what word they use for presidents, congressmen, and senator? Transients. Mm-hmm. Transients. Why? I mean, in the CIA, you join up in your early 20s and you're there for life until yep. you hit the grave, people. You don't quit. You might get whacked, but you don't quit. Yep. Lifetime. And you are patriotic and you are trying to do what is best in the nation's interest. And you spent 25 years understanding just the Middle East and its nuances and political histories and, and alliances, their culture and religion and, and all of this shit took you 20 years. And you're still not that very good. And your boss is better. And that's just one small part of the world. And we have some son of a bitch with an IQ of four coming in here with no knowledge whatsoever about how this world really works. Yeah. Who's been, who has been protected by the civil population. Never seen people tortured and eyes poked out. Never, sure. never watched villages burn for whatever. No, no, you, you've been other than on television and then you feel like you experienced it. But no, you haven't. And so for four, the guy, he's there for four years, maybe eight. Probably eight. Mm-hmm. Well, eight, but, but okay, eight. Yeah. Eight years is not enough time to train that man, educate him That's on possible. the truth of in this impossibly complex web right. of this globe that we live on and its human communications and desires and greeds and plans and fuck me. So what do they do? Leave our entire thing intact. Let it process. And they don't even have to change anything. And suddenly, they become at least now the political leader of America. And how does that work? Because the CIA owns all the information. And a few people are naive enough to think that a president, just because he has a top secret clearance, can go, I want to know if they're aliens. That's laughable. Because what's going to come back is... um, and Mr. President, I, I'm very sorry to uh, tell you, but in the interest of national security, uh, you sort of do not have a need to know. The president has no recourse, none, because the CIA has been given this power to not give information to whoever it chooses because it has the ultimate veto. You don't have a need to know. So let me give you a good example. Then they give good information, and sometimes they just make shit up if it's convenient. Prior to the second Gulf War, the CIA was concerned about the rise of Iraqi power in the region. And it was not in the CIA's interest at that time for that to happen. They had a few choices. But let's whack him. Wouldn't matter. The political situation was such that he would have been replaced immediately and even angrier people. So they sat down and said, what do we do? Let's bomb them into obscurity. And people go, I don't know. Is that the right thing? This is in the CIA now. I mean, seriously, that's a big step from there. But someone finally goes, all right, I've made a decision. We're going to bomb Iraq into the stone. Joe, Frank, Smith, take care of it. (laughs) Now, how do they take care of it? Um, Mr. President, I regret to tell you this. 
And I, I wish that we were not as certain as we are <laughs> of its of its validity. I wish we weren't as certain. But <laughs> but, but um, it is clear now that Iraq has both WMDs uh, missile missiles capable of delivering uh, weapons to England and and sir, I regret to say, Iraqi has nuclear weapons. <laughs> now, Mr. President. Our job is not to advise you, and I cannot. I can only say, sir, that I am glad that the decision that faces you now is on your shoulders and not on mine. And then after that, what choice does the president have? God damn it, a rock, the most fearful thing at that time for America. has got nuclear weapons. Bomb the shit out of them. That's what happened. Now, did they have nuclear weapons? Of course not. We knew it. The American people knew it. Certainly sure. every foreign country in the world knew it. The only people who believed it were the president and Congress. Go, no, there are weapons there because the CIA told us so. Tell, tell me CIA this, Joe. Do you, th- do, you think that could, do you think that could still happen today? Where? What? Hold on. No. Hold on now. Hold, my, hold <laughs> on, man. Don't go crazy. That's my question, man. I know. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Ah, he's gonna die here on air, dude. This is gonna be the best podcast ever. Understood that happened. My apologies. You're right. I did not let you finish. finish the beauty, question. the one thing, my current worldview is that we are living in a magical time right now. In that, the average people, you, I, everybody else, has a voice. These voices are controlled by the social media platforms we are on. However, the number of people who can actually speak out is infinitely greater than in you know 1992 right yes um and so the new york times couldn't control the narrative back then right they're still trying but they can't anymore right no there are too many which i think is it's the most fantastic thing in the world right now i mean for me so do i so do i thanks so much for listening remember to click that subscribe button we got new podcast every day. Hit me up on the socials if you want to see somebody specific on the show. Love to hear from you.